We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. I, lo- I love Serve September because uh, serving is the best motivational gift. Right, it's the best motivational gift. Who, who knows about motivational gifts? Uh, if, you're not sure, if you're unsure, I'll give you a quick little uh, uh, rundown. Everyone has been given a, a, a gift which is called your motivational gift by the Holy Spirit. You basically you 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 you'll use this gift, and everything then out of this gift, you'll be motivated to do and outwork some of the other gifts. Yeah. So everyone has one motivational gift, and one of the motivational gifts is serving, and uh, that's my motivational gift, and so that's why it's the best one. It was also Jesus's. <laughs> Okay, yeah, he had all of them, all right. He was really motivated, all right. No. Um, but I, lo- I love serving. I think serving is just, is, to me, it's easy. I was out in Mosgiel this morning and we were sharing out there. Um, when it comes to serving, serving is just easy. Um, I love to serve. Um, don't get me wrong, sometimes my attitude mm-hmm, uh, can, may or need to be changed, and may we might even be talking about that tonight. But... Um, but uh, I love to serve. It is not a problem when it comes to the kingdom of God. I'm really happy to serve. In fact, when I was in London, um, one of my roles, or my, actually, <laughs> sounds like I had multiple roles. No, my, my one role was to lead the production team. Uh, and that was all this sort of gear, all the setting up and sitting down and plugging things in. And, and uh, I knew very a little bit about sound and I knew a little bit about lighting. But my role was to, uh, to encourage and to, and to build that team. And it was awesome. I loved it. It was getting up at uh, 5.30, 6 a.m. in the morning on a Sunday. And I had, and I had a full-time job. Oh, this is real good stuff. Right, this is like if you're serving, like this is like um, I don't know, an extra kick of caffeine or something. I don't know, but um, get up in the morning, would travel out, would find the van wherever the van was, and or the truck was, and would bring the truck to the the venue. Would pack it all in, would get it all set up. Pastor Bruce or Pastor Mark would come and minister and preach. Would see people saved, and uh, and then at twelve o'clock we'd kick them all out of the auditorium because we had to pack it down again put it back into the truck, drive into the city. It's like, I don't know, um, uh, Waihola to here. That's about the distance. Took a lot longer because of traffic. But uh, we got to the city. We're able to set it all up again, move all the boxes in, plug all the cables in again, set it all up. And Pastor Bruce, someone got to minister and preach. People got saved. We got to pack it all down, put it in boxes again. And we did this every Sunday. Why is it so quiet in here? <laughs> that just sounds like fun. That's fun. Like, what else would you want to use your Sunday for? <laughs> Lying on the couch. It's that afternoon nap. <laughs> Everyone likes that afternoon nap. But it was, it was awesome because I, I got to lead the production team. I, I love to serve. It's, it's way different to pastoring because if a box didn't do what it was told, you just kicked it or moved it. <laughs> and, uh, oh, sorry, did I say that out loud? Sorry about that. No, not at all, not at all, not at all. Um, but I just love serving. And then at, at 8.30, 
after a long day, we'd shut the back of the truck door and we'd go to the pub. Amen. Amen. Going to the pub in the UK is a lot different to going to the pub in New Zealand. Going to the pub in the UK is you have your roast dinner with some Yorkshire pudding. Yeah, come on, and some gravy. And it was a very social occasion, but it was great because it was done after a hard day's serving. And, uh, and so I, I honour the production team. Can we honour our production team? It's, uh, it's only just beginning um, for what God wants to do. Um, but I just, I, that sort of stuff, I love it. I really do love it. Um, and, and, it's, and it's fun, it's, it's enjoyable. Um, but who's, who is just sitting in their chair right now, sitting there going, what the heck is this going on? <laughs> that sounds painful. That, that doesn't sound enjoyable at all. I want to relax on my Sunday. I want to chill out on my Sunday. I want to I wanna, I wanna just drink coffee. Anyone? No. Yeah. We, <laughs> But it's true because we, we, we've got to push when it comes to stuff that we're not motivated in. And, and there's lots of things that happen in life that will, ch- will cause us not to be motivated. Uh, I mean, um, like, oh, let's just keep going. Um, and so, so tonight I, I want to share about really the, an attitude of serving. We're in Surf September. And I pray you're doing something in your e-group, serving your community, serving the people around you. I pray you're stepping up and going, hey, you know what? I want to try uh, serving in a different, in a, in, in a team or another Sunday and register at the resource area. They will help you out. They will get you into the right places, talking to the right leaders. But I want to encourage you, if you've never served in a team in the life of the church, come on, get on board. Yeah. Get, get, get on board. Be, be part of the family. Don't, don't, don't be the distant cousin. <laughs> Amen. That just, just comes along every now and then when there's a family gathering, eats all the good food and then leaves. <laughs> all right, all right. And, but be part of what God's doing because you will feel invested because all the things that we do about E-Team, it was all about you having a, fear, a, a sense of being invested into what God is doing through the church of Jesus Christ. And, and we want you to know that you're part of the family. We want you to know that we want to invest, invest in you as well. And we value you. Um, and one of the greatest ways is to invest in an E-team. Um, but who knows? Attitude is everything. Attitude is everything. Tonight I want to talk about a person in the Bible who, who, who I just believe is just amazing. Um, and it's not Jesus, even though he is amazing. Um, but... This person in the Bible, and I've shared about it, and I love preaching about him. And every time I read the Bible about the stories of how he did stuff and how he surrendered stuff, it just continues to amaze me. And so tonight, I pray that it'll amaze you as well. So Lord, I pray for every person. I pray, Lord, I just thank you for them. I thank you that they they are amazing, that they are awesome, they're called by God, they're anointed by God, they're favoured. And Lord, I pray tonight that the Holy Spirit, that your Holy Spirit, Lord, would come and minister into every person's heart. Lord, not one person tonight would go away from this place not knowing their value and not knowing the cause of God in their life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, if you turn in your Bibles to Genesis, 
And uh, you don't have to turn very far. Um, it's the first book in the Bible, and we're going to start in around verse 37. And so the person that I'm using tonight as an illustration of what we're preaching through from when it comes to an attitude or, or having a Joseph heart was the label that I wrote down in the title of this message. Having a Joseph heart. Because I don't know, as I unpack the story, Joseph is awesome. Joseph convicts me. If I was Joseph, there's no way I would have made it as far as him. And I think a whole lot of us probably, maybe if we're honest, say the same thing. And, and maybe you don't know the story of Joseph. I want to unpack it just a little bit. I want to share it with you. But Joseph's heart was just truly amazing. And we're going to start off with, you know, Joseph really was, um, was known for two things. Uh, maybe he's known for more than two things, but when I think of Joseph in the Bible, there's two things that really come up. The first thing is dreams. Who knows that Joseph had dreams? Because Joseph had dreams, and without the dreams, Joseph probably would have had an okay life. <laughs> he would have. He would have had an okay life because he wouldn't have told the dreams to his brothers who then wouldn't have sold him, who wouldn't have got jealous, who wouldn't have got upset, and then it would have gone on. But he's also known, because of those dreams, for slavery. And, you know, and, okay, there's one more thing, because everyone's dying to say it. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> We're not preaching on the coat tonight, all right? But he's really known for those three things, but two of them are major. All right. all right. Dreams and slavery. Dreams and slavery. And so as we go through this, we've got to realise that sometimes if we're going to follow our dreams, the devil's going to try and destroy us. He's going to try and put us into places. But really, what, 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 if, we, if we learn to turn slavery into servery, it's not quite the correct ingress, uh, <laughs> it'll help you out. Because sometimes we think slavery is something like, oh, poor me. But if we actually go, you know what, who am I serving in the circumstance, what could happen? So let's, we're going to start reading from Genesis chapter 37, verses 5 through 9. I use the New Living Translation. It says this, One night Joseph had a dream, and when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. It's not a good start. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field tying up bundles of grain, Suddenly my bundle stood up and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. Pretty cool dream, if you're Joseph. <laughs> right? None of us really like that dream, unless you're Joseph. Right? No one really like. I mean, are you happy if you're, you were part of that dream and someone just came and told, told me, hey, we've all got bundles of hay and yours bowed down to my bundle. Anyone happy about that? Not really, are we? But let's keep going. No wonder the brothers got upset. Um, keeping on moving down to uh, verses 9 through 11. It says, Soon Joseph had another dream, and again he told his brothers about it. He said, Listen, I've had a dream. He said, The sun, the moon, and 11 stars bowed low before me. This time he told the dream to his father as well as to his brothers. But his father scolded him. But what, he says, what kind of dream is that, he asked. Will your mother and I, your brothers, actually?
actually come and bow to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dreams meant. I love that passage because even though he shared it with his dad and, and his dad had to go through something, we see a glimpse of his dad not writing Joseph off, but just starting to tick over in his head. What could this mean? And I think one of the first things that we can learn from the, the Scriptures tonight is that you know, just because someone has an awesome dream, this is tall poppy syndrome, New Zealand style right here. We've got to say, you know what, uh, that is an awesome dream. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to start wondering rather than cursing and being jealous. We've got to start going, okay, maybe, you know, because you, we've got to hit the spirit head on. We've really got to do, we've got to hit it head on as a New Zealand nation. We're all like, oh man, someone says, I've got a dream to do this. You're like, oh, give me that. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> it's a spirit that's operating in our nation. And if we can't come in and start wondering about, man, that's an awesome dream. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean... I've hung out with people and all I hear about them is them talking about this, this, and this. How they can do this, how they can do that. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. They're definitely passionate about that. Not my thing, but that's good for them. And I think that's, that, like, it might not be your thing, but are you prepared to put weight behind it? Are you prepared to encourage it? And are you prepared to lift it up? Because otherwise, put yourself in the brother's category. Because we get jealous. We get envious because we, we think that we, we live in this society that you've got to be the top to be the best. But as we learned last week when Jesus said, but in, in the kingdom of God, it is different. Yeah. It is different. No, the last will be first. The, even, the king, even Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And this is what serving is about. It's like, hey, man, that is an awesome dream. Go for it. Even if you go from a brother tonight to being a dad in this circumstance, yeah? Uh, and so, so let's start wondering no, rather than being jealous about people's dreams. See, Joseph had to overcome a whole lot of stuff. If you know the story, and I don't have time to go on it, but... You know, his brothers got jealous. So when he was delivering lunch one day, they caught him. They were so jealous of someone's dream that they threw their own family into a well. I don't know about you, but have you ever been thrown into a well? Probably not, but you've probably been thrown. And I'm not talking physically, but there's probably been someone that slapped you. There's probably been some disappointment that's come along and and you felt like you've been thrown into a well. You felt like the devil's come to, to push that dream away. Someone, some one of your close friends is maybe you've said, oh, good luck, good on you, have a go. Maybe there's times in your life where you've just gone, that, that something's happened and you've just lost that ability and you've just felt like you've been thrown into the well and there's no way out and there's nothing, nothing you can do about it. But you've been given a dream. And then going on, it's even... And we know the story that the brothers don't end up killing them, but they pull them out of, of the well and they sell them. And if you're having a bad day because you got thrown into a well, it's getting worse if you get sold into slavery. Yeah. Uh, and I pray you never have to experience that. And so there's many things that Joseph 
had to overcome. He goes into Potiphar's house, and we're going to talk about it a little bit more later. And he, and he has to serve this Egyptian king. And he, and he has to look after everything in the house. I, 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 anyone having a good day right now? And then, then if it just gets a little bit worse, he gets accused of rape. That your day's just getting worse and worse. Life is getting worse and worse, but, but God's given you these two dreams. And then you get thrown into prison and forgotten about for two or three years. Who wants to be Joseph? I don't want to be Joseph. Joseph was Joseph. But not once do we read in all of Genesis, not once do we read uh, that he's upset. There's a little bit around some attitude when he's been in the prison. He's like, remember me? Remember me when you go and tell Pharaoh, just remember me? We hear that language coming about out of him. But most of the time through Genesis, you don't hear him like, like get upset at all. I don't know about you, but he's like an angel. <laughs> if it was me, there would have been some attitude. If it was you, there probably would have been some attitude. Anyone? I don't know about you. I mean, just thrown into a well, I'd have some attitude. <laughs> Getting sold into slavery, I'd definitely have attitude. <laughs> Then having to serve someone else in a foreign land, an Egyptian like guard, what the flip am I doing here, Lord? This isn't bundles bowing down to me. This isn't stars and moon bowing. What is this? And and we and he goes through all this stuff. But I want you to hear some stuff out of hear an attitude of heart out of Genesis chapter 39. And I'm going to jump around a little bit, but I will give you the references. He says this, when, when Joseph was taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelite traders, he was purchased by Potiphar, an Egyptian officer. Potiphar was captain of the guard for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Listen to this. The Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realised that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar. So he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. That is getting better. But what an attitude. What an attitude. This, this passage of Scripture really could have been written another, another way. As Joseph was in Egypt, he was taken to Pharaoh's household where he was a slave and he was made to do this and he was made to do that. And, and, and he, was, he did this and he did that. But it wasn't written like that. It was written that he came and he served in the home. Joseph still served some foreign person who had nothing to do with his religion, had nothing to do with his culture, had nothing to do with his lifestyle, his family, and nothing at all. He was going to gain nothing. But he chose to serve. And he was never labelled a slave in this passage of Scripture. Did Joseph want to be there? Ask yourself, would you have wanted to be there? What if, uh, what, what, 
See, was it in line with the dreams that he had had? No, it wasn't. It wasn't in line at all with the dreams that he had had. But then it goes on. And then let's read from verse 19 onwards. Potiphar was furious when he heard his wife's story. So this is when he gets accused of, 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 of being raped. The, his mother, uh, sorry, the Potiphar's wife took a shining to Joseph. And I'm going to come back to this, but I haven't got the reference. Took a shining to him because everything was going well. We read that. He was, he was, he was handsome. He was, he was fit. He did everything, you know. Um, and and, and he took a, she took a shining to him. So she tried to sleep with him. But Joseph still, with integrity, didn't abuse the, the rights that he had. He still honoured and he still served the master. That's what it says in the Bible, the Egyptian master. Joseph was able to humble himself and come under and serve that person. But Impolifer was furious when he heard his wife's story about how Joseph had treated her. So he took Joseph and threw him into prison where the king's prisoners were held. And there he remained. But the Lord, listen to this, but the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favourite with the prison warden. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison. The warden had no worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. Talk about having a heart like Joseph. Having an attitude like Joseph. Would we still be there? We've, we've been sold into, we've been thrown into a well. We've been sold into slavery. Now, so, in the mark, and he still had a, he had a good attitude. And he served Potiphar and he was doing well and everything's going well. He wasn't uh, like, he wasn't promiscuous trying to uh, push himself onto the wife or anything. He was minding his own business, doing what he was told, serving well. And he, so his attitude was good. I don't know about you, but my attitude definitely would be changing by now. Like, Lord, I am, I'm serving you. I'm doing this. I've honoured this guy. And now I'm getting thrown into prison. Yeah. Yeah. This is like a drop the mic. I'm out of here. <laughs> Have you ever felt like that when you've been serving God? Yeah. Like just stuff happens. Just rubbish happens. Life happens. We live in a fallen world. The devil's out to get you. But only we are in, con- in, in control and in charge of our attitude. I wonder how you would respond. But the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. I think one of the things that we need to understand when we serve God is it's all about serving God. Yeah. <laughs> it's really that simple. Uh, you know, in the life of this church, uh, are we serving God? I pray we're serving God. Desiree and I get the privilege to, to be the senior pastors and lead the church, but, but serve us from a place of serving God first. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't serve us. Because we will let you down. Uh, we're not intentionally, but we're not God. We can't fulfill the dreams and the desires. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. And, and, and only, only He will do that. And we've got a purpose and a passion for this house. And, and I pray that you're, you're, pers- you're passionate and you, and you want to serve this house. But here's the thing. is This church will last longer than us. And the vision of God and the cause of Christ will last longer than any one person. And we're about serving the call of God and not, uh, not one person. Amen. Um, 
the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison guards. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that had happened in the prison. The Lord was with him and he succeeded in everything. It's pretty cool. And then we move down. So he's, he's, the Lord and his servant heart was with Pharaoh, uh, Potiphar. Then because of an accusation, he's then thrown into prison. But we see then the Lord is still with him. And we see now when we read in Genesis chapter 40, uh, the Lord is still, still moving with him. So we're at the point where there's the, there's the, the baker and the chief cupbearer have been thrown into the prison as well. Pharaoh's baker and Pharaoh's cupbearer has been thrown into the prison. Let's pick it up in Genesis chapter 40, verses five. While they were in prison, Pharaoh's cupbearer and the baker each had a dream one night and each dream had its own meaning. When Joseph saw them the next morning, he noticed that they had both looked upset. Why do you look so worried today? He asked them. And they replied, we both had dreams last night, but no one can tell us what they mean. Interpreting dreams is God's business. Joseph replied, go ahead and tell me your dreams. I don't know about you, but I had two dreams. And, and some other turkeys who've been thrown into prison as well have got dreams. Why would I want to interpret their dreams? My dreams haven't come true. God's business? Sure. Is it really God's business? Well, what sort of dreams did you give me, God? And now you've got other two people in this prison telling me about dreams as well. Dreams, dreams, dreams. Tell you your dreams and be a dreamer. I don't care. But isn't that sometimes God hasn't answered my prayer. God hasn't answered my dreams. Why should I answer your dreams? Maybe if we answered someone else's dreams, your dreams might come true. Maybe if we serve someone else's vision, someone else's dreams, your dreams may come, may come true too. And in fact, we see this happen where, where Joseph interprets the dreams and, and unfortunately one is good and unfortunately one is good and unfortunately one is bad. Uh, but but the, the, the one who was good remembered Joseph much longer and another period of time, about another year later, I think uh, it says... So Joseph's still in the prison, still messing around, still, still just doing what he does. But he gets remembered. And when Pharaoh had a dream about the cows coming up out of the Nile and, and, and eating the other cows and all that, read it for yourself, it's a great read. Um, Joseph was able to interpret for Pharaoh what the dreams meant. And suddenly he goes from being in the prison to being in the palace. It's, I've heard it said a number of times. Why? Because he just kept serving. He just kept serving with a great heart. He just kept serving with an attitude. And this is why I love Joseph. It's really a, a, such a, a great message about an attitude adjuster. I, I know there's people in this room that have had dreams and you're almost at the point where you feel like your dreams are shattered. But I'm just going to say, just be like Joseph. Serve someone else's dreams. Get on team. Get, get, get involved. 
Well, I've been there and done that, got the T-shirt. The T-shirt's mouldy and old now. I've got a age, I've got a, I've got, I, I used to have a bungee jump t-shirt. It's old, it's gone. It's, 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 I'm, I'm not going to get another bungee jump t-shirt because I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> never. It's not really a good illustration for what I just said. <laughs> just checking if you're listening. <laughs> But don't we? Don't we though? Don't we get hurt? I mean, if, if you didn't get hurt when you were thrown into a well, or maybe another, another offence when you got sold into, into, into slavery, or maybe another offence when you got accused of something you didn't do, or maybe another offence when you get thrown into prison, or maybe, an, and then, and then and you could have got another offence when, oh, flipping dreams again, dreams, 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 all I hear about dreams. But oh, I want to tell you, maybe tonight we could pray about having a heart like Joseph. Having a heart of what he would, would do. What would, what would happen if Joseph had uh, said, I've had it with my family? The fact is, if Joseph had had it with his family, the whole children of Israel would have been destroyed because there was a famine. And, and listen to this. Listen to this, though. This is amazing. Psalm 105, verses 16 onwards. This is just the psalmist is doing an account of, of a little bit of history. He called for a famine on the land of Canaan. This is talking about God. Cutting off its food supply. Listen to this. Then he sent someone to Egypt ahead of them, Joseph who was sold as a slave. They bruised his feet with fetters, 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 and placed his neck in iron collars until the time came to fulfill his dreams. The Lord tested Joseph's character. See, in this, this is amazing scripture because it talks about how our character gets tested until God puts us in the place just when he wants. But listen to verse 17. The Lord had sent someone ahead to Egypt I don't know about you, but if I was reading that as Joseph, I was like, you could have sent me another way. <laughs> what, what's this wow stuff? What's this trade? What's this slave trade stuff? What's this Potiphar stuff? What's this accusation stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if we're prepared to go through what we go through to get to where we need to get to so that the bigger plan of God can be have a purpose. I mean, could we imagine what could happen if we choose to go, all right, Lord, your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Your ways are higher than my ways. And if, I mean, what if Joseph just decided, no, that's it, stuff it, I'm out of here. He would never have become uh, the second in line to Pharaoh of Egypt. And he was never would have seen the children of Israel come out of Canaan down to Egypt and be restored, led into, then they get led into slavery, yeah, sure. But then God lets to work out a plan for his children. Yeah. Moses comes along, what happens? God gets closer, right? The Shane Willard message. Yeah. Yeah. And what happens? They travel, they journey, then David comes along, all that sort of stuff. Until the time came to fulfill his dreams, the Lord tested Joseph's character. I wonder if our character gets tested a bit.
I don't know about you, but mine does. Are you prepared to serve someone else's dreams? Are you prepared to interpret what's God said to you recently? Oh, God, you know. I've had a number of people come to me and say, I feel like God's called me to be a pastor. I'm like, cool. Lead an e-group. Succeed in leading an e-group. And, and well, I'd love to journey with you. But they don't want to lead an e-group. They want to lead a church. I'm like, all right. That's not, that's just, I mean, that could happen, sure. No problem. I've got no problem with what God wants to do. But I'm like, just, this is the way I reckon you should do it. Just lead an e-group first. Learn how to love three people. <laughs> learn how to listen to three people. Learn how to, learn how to encourage them when they, they, they have going through a hard time. But let's, let's, let's do that. Um, will you serve someone else's dream before you get yours? It wasn't until Joseph served in many different circumstances, many different situations, that, that then you see Joseph's dreams being outworked. See, when it comes to having a heart like Joseph, I want to encourage you tonight. There's probably, there's two things that we're working through here. One is our attitude, and one is our belief in our dream. Many people have probably had dreams that are shattered. Well, I've been doing this for a long time. I've never seen it. Never seen it happen. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. Well, can I encourage you? Let's, let's get in behind what, what, what God was doing with Joseph. Until the time came to fulfill his dreams, the Lord tested Joseph's character. If we have the, the, the team up on stage, that'd be awesome. I've, I've wanted to leave a little bit of room tonight. And, and however way you want to do it, however way that you want to go before God, I want to create a space where we go before God to go, Lord, I understand. And, I've, and there's stuff and there's belief that God's given us great dreams. But then some of you have been felt like you've been thrown into a well and you just feel like life's getting on top of you. Some of you have felt like you've been offended and you've been sold into slavery. Some of you have even been accused of things you haven't even done, but it's taken you out. Your attitude is like, that's it, I'm not doing it again. Here's the thing. The, the, the truth will always be revealed. Don't, don't worry about what other people might think. And in, in fact, do you want to know why Joseph was accused of, of, of rape? Because serving's attractive. When you serve and you, you give your heart to God and you carry a great attitude, people will run after you. So that's why serving in the house of God is really attractive. That's where you should find your husband or your wife. Not the person serving you drinks at a bar. Oh, that's, that's good preaching. I've just saved you from a whole lot of her. Serving's attractive. 
that, uh, you know, it might have said that he was good looking as well, I'm, I'm sure. But, but here's the thing is, is when you're serving God and you know who you are in God and you've been able to create, keep a good attitude in life, that's attractive. Doesn't mean it was right what she did. But some of us have been thrown in a well, felt like we've been hurt, felt like we've been accused of wrong things. And you feel like you're even in a prison. And there's been opportunities come along that have matched the very thing that you've been promised by God. And you're like, vroom, 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 vroom. you're still grumbling about it. Still going, well, that was my dream. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. God called me to, to lead the, and, and do the coffee machine and flipping Chris. Chris is doing all the coffee. Flipping Chris. Well, hey. Hey, Chris, do you need a hand with the coffee? Oh, but I was supposed to be like the creative team leader person. Flipping Andrew. Flippin' Andrew. No. <laughs> but isn't that true sometimes? How our attitude, ah, oh, why's someone else doing that? Not me. I was supposed to do that. Hey, let's, oh. the great thing about it is we sung a song tonight saying how deep and how wide, how, how great is God's love. God is the God of second chances. God is the God of redemption. God is the God of, of, of go again. And, and with Joseph, when it comes to serving, I love the church. I love the cause of Jesus Christ. It's the very thing that Jesus is coming back for, is His church, the people of Christ. And, and you know, we're, I pray that something is stirred in your spirit again to go again. Hey, I want to I give you a let off or not let off or whatever, if you reacted to one of those incidences that Joseph went through, you're human. Yeah? I think I put myself in this story. I don't think I would have got out of the well. I would have tried to fight and I don't know. I don't know. But I reckon tonight, there's people in this room just need to let God dream in you again. Let, 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 just go before God and say, Lord, I'm going to dream again. I'm just, I'm just going to dream again. All the hurt, all the disappointment, all the bad response, all the bad attitude. I understand, Lord, that you are testing my character. But Lord, I'm ready now to grow. I'm ready now again to dream again. And so, Come on, why don't we jump to our feed? We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipperschurch.com.